a Keep Productive production. Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. Interviews with professionals about how they use apps, software, habits, and routines every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco again, and welcome back to another podcast. So, we are back with episode 32. This is going to be another exciting episode. Uh, I really enjoyed doing the podcast. It's something that I'm slowly falling back in love with. Uh, I'm going to be doing a weekly one, and it's in a new segment. You may have seen from last week, we talk about three topics. This week, we're doing the exact same thing, three topics. This week's three topics are a little different. We're talking about Notion blocks and where that's going for the future. Then we're going to be having a little bit of a conversation with Ryder Carroll about intentionalism and his bullet journal method. Then we're going to round off with where Google might be going in terms of Google Docs. So I had a lovely conversation, lovely bowling catch-up with my friends Robin and Edmund. And I, like, I sort of got my... Uh, juices flowing in terms of the conversation about where Google is with Google Docs and where it could be. So that's gonna we're gonna round off with that one. So guys, uh, today's podcast uh, we will be talking and sandwiching between the conversation with Ryder. So I'm really excited. Um, if you are new to the podcast, do subscribe on iTunes. Um, you can view it on YouTube. You probably are if you're uh, watching me now. Um, you may be seeing in the in the actual video. This is like attempting you to go on the video. My glasses slightly fog up. And I've got a new shirt on because I thought, I'm going to start wearing a shirt in some of these podcasts because I look I look, I look generally scruffy when I'm on my t-shirt. Um, I haven't actually like been, had this shirt socially approved yet, I'd say. Like, I'm not sure I want to return it yet. So uh, always pop that in the comments if you do like the shirt. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, let's begin my stocking, starting to talk about Notion blocks. Um, I'd say in the last month, Notion's blown up. Um, a lot of people have been messaging me about Notion, mainly because I started putting out videos about a year ago, uh, a year and a half ago now almost, and uh, Notion has become really popular in the market. So I think it's mainly due to a lot of people on social media talking about it. Big names like Michael Hyatt, Mike Vardy is now exploring it, and Steve Dotto is getting proper serious about it. So I think it's really those big names in productivity, those uh, large experts that are well-known in the community that are like, okay, actually, this is a viable solution, that it's only just sort of exploding. And and with that, Notion is developing the tool very, very fast. So for those who don't know, Notion is a, I would say it's a modular productivity software. It's a software that you can basically build, unlike apps like Evernote or Todoist or Trello, um, you've got a fixed structure with those applications. Whereas when you go inside of Notion, you can basically build like a bit of a Lego uh, structure and go from there. So you're almost creating a website for yourself to some extent. So Notion has grown in popularity and with that, their development. So they've recently this week released two new block formats, interactive block formats, and they are list function. So you're allowed to create a list page or a list in line, and also a gallery function, which has become very popular with those who love uh, visual uh, lists or visual collaboration. So for example, recipes, um, you know, there's so many different, you could have projects on there, even uh, a visual list manager if you wanted to. And what's amazing with that is they're all, they, those two formats are adding to the addition of boards, calendars, and tables. So I wanna talk briefly about 
where I think that's going. So where I think it is going is that I think blocks are going to continually evolve. I think that with the API that they'll probably re release early 2019, that's going to be the future of the space in terms of like we're going to have blocks for different things like blocks for weather, uh, like reporting, blocks for maybe if you want to import in your to-do list, I don't know from another experience, um, blocks for, you know, digital data. So for example, like if you were a marketer and you wanted to see your, uh, you know, uh, convert kit or MailChimp stats inside of your Notion account, I think that's where it's going. I think the API is going to open up so many possibilities. So in terms of Notion, I think it's really like we're at this pinnacle point with it where it's either going to be really important to invest in learning about it now, very similar to how we learn about Evernote and, and put our time into uh, building a base there, uh, and I th or it's just going to sort of span out and it might just be a phasal thing for the community. But if you want my opinion, I don't think, I, I do think it's the way that it's going to go um, in the next two years at least. Um, and then I think AI is going to disrupt this massively. I think that if they get AI right, and that whole space of it, machine learning, I think that if machine learning uh, becomes even stronger in tools like Todoist, Trello, Evernote, etc., that's going to leapfrog the likes of Notion. Because if Notion doesn't get their AI right in two years, maybe I'm speaking a little bit too far ahead, <laughs> then it might fall back because people might be like, oh, okay, this is great to build your own space, but the power of of having stuff done for you or organized in a fashion might be better than actually doing all the legwork. So let's see where it goes. It's a really interesting conversation, but I definitely think that the new block editions, and if you're brand new to Notion, definitely recommend checking it out. We've got a new PDF, which is free for you to download, and you can go and learn about Notion as a beginner. So I think it's really an interesting space. Like I love the conversation. Um, I, whenever somebody uh, is interested in productivity software, I go and speak to them. Like, for example, like it comes up in conversation. I'll be chatting about Notion all the time, but it's a really hard thing to explain. Uh, like the other day, uh, my dad was like, uh, Notion, wh like what is Notion? Because I was explaining about the whole space and all that. And and he said to me, like, what is Notion? I said, no, 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 this, this is this. Showed him a few examples. Um, but then he was like, do I need it? And I was like, let's focus on other stuff first, like the calendar experience. But I think it's so broad that I think it's going to be quite an exciting app. And I think in five to 10 years, I think people will be going, Notion is a new Evernote. You know what I mean? Like it, because Evernote made such a predominant uh, landmark on the space that I think it's going to be in equal footing. Anyway, let's move on to the conversation with Ryder Carroll. Ryder Carroll, for those who don't know, is the creator of the Bullet Journal. The Bullet Journal is a notebook method that essentially helps you to track the past, organize the present, and coordinate the future. It's a really exciting method. If you haven't heard of it, definitely recommend going on YouTube, typing in Bullet Journal, watching the initial video for Bullet Journal, because it really will explain it. I believe it's got like 8 million views or something mad like that, um, but it's such a neat way of doing it. Anyway, guys, we're going to have a conversation with Ryder, so let's jump into that. Are you a subscriber on the Keep Productive YouTube channel? If not, you'd love it. Software reviews and news. Just search for Keep Productive on YouTube for weekly videos. Let's go here. Uh, we're joined today by Ryder Carroll, the creator of the Bullet Journal. Um, Ryder, uh, everything doing okay on that end? <laughs> Everything's great. Thanks for having me. 
Awesome. It's so uh, good to have you. We just chatted on uh, the YouTube side of stuff. Uh, we talked a little bit about the bullet journal, um, uh, about applying the method to your daily routine, and also a little bit about your book, The Bullet Journal Method, uh, which is coming out on the 23rd of October. Um, it'd be, I, I just wanted to ask you a few questions surrounding digital tools and the bullet journal. I think these days we're overwhelmed with digital tools like there's literally so many to choose from uh you must know yourself um and obviously the i think the bullet journal is quite refreshing process to go through um do you find a lot of people uh that have come and found bullet journal have come from digital tools that are looking to escape it i would say that everybody uses digital tools at this point what their inspiration is it, it varies. It varies. Like sometimes, yes, they're, they're tired of all the digital noise, right? But sometimes it's more along the lines of like whatever they're using isn't working. So they're trying different tools out for size. And a lot of times, you know, the bullet journal kind of seems like a novelty, especially for younger people who've never not been online right? For them, this is new. <laughs> it can be, right? If you've never known the world without, if you've never known the world without the internet, all of a sudden going offline, as you said, can be very refreshing. So the, the, the drives are very different. Fantastic. Um, and how many sort of use cases have you seen uh, for the bullet journal? Is it used? Have you been surprised by the amount of different use cases of it every day, <laughs> every I, bet. day. I mean i designed it originally because i was a i was a kid who's really creative right um for better or for worse and the way that i captured information like sometimes it was words but sometimes it'd be illustrations sometimes it'd be a combination of the two so over time i developed a system around that right i, I tried to figure out a way where I could just empty my mind and not have to worry about it later, right? Where, where things were. And that flexibility has lent itself to people being able to map it onto very different types of use cases. So that was a happy accident, I guess one could say. <laughs> Definitely. I was uh, reading in the book uh, only yesterday that the, there was a couple of use cases at the end uh, and uh, there were some Etsy creators that were using it and it, it seems like it's just sort of spiraled out. And I know, um, and you must know from YouTube, that the, there's so many different people designing gorgeous looking bullet channels and everything like that. Um, is there like, has there been so many uh, situations where people have customized it that you've been impressed with? Like, cause you can add different elements to it, right? It's, it's hard to put my finger on one thing. Um, just because the customizations vary in purpose so much. Like sometimes like, for example, people have used it for end of life care. They have used it to track medication. They have tracked, used it to lose weight, to address a whole host of different issues. And what's interesting is to, the community is so large at this point that I've seen similar challenges tackled over and over and over again, but in very, very different ways. Um, and I, I feel like the creativity and the ingenuity 
of the community to solve their own challenges is, is, is what I'm more excited by than, than let's say the more elaborate or more beautiful interpretations of the system, right? There are a lot of people out there who are just incredibly talented artists who take what I have and add a lot of decoration, if you will. So for me, it, you know, that's, that's fun to look at. Um, but for me, what, what, I, what I'm always inspired by is people who've actually been able to solve a complicated challenge or overcome a challenge just by spending some time thinking it through on paper. It's more the practicality side of it, isn't it? Um, that you sort of are in, enjoy seeing. And um, there are so many different productivity processes out there. Did you ever like uh, dive into the likes of like GTD or anything like that when you're getting started? I mean, over the years, I've tried out many things. I actually wasn't familiar with GTD. Like, I'd, I'd heard it as a term, right? You know, like getting things done, but I, like, I didn't realize that there was this like, incredibly well-developed system behind it. And it's something that I became more aware of after the fact. If anything, what's interesting is that, like, once I released the bullet journal, people just flooded me with, like, oh, and you know about this, and you know about that, and you know about this. And so I became much more well-versed in this world of, of productivity hacks, if you will, or productivity mm-hmm. systems specifically than I was beforehand. I mean, what I, I didn't even know where to look, right? A, a, lot of, a lot of the information that I was getting was more about life hacking, right, as opposed to productivity hacks, you know make your bed every morning, like these these small, tiny little alterations you can make. Time management, I think, would be something that I dabbled in quite a bit. That was a big one, but nothing really orchestrated um, like what I was doing. Not that that there weren't plenty out there. I just hadn't seen any that had worked for me. Mm, Definitely. And um, I haven't, I, I mean, I'm an awfully slow reader, hence why I've probably only read about 20% of the books so far, (laughs) Um, which is not good. (laughs) Um, But in terms of combining, uh, I guess, this sort of methodology with digital tools like email, because obviously we can't avoid email, (laughs) Um, sort of have to deal with it. Um, Is there like any tips that you give people for tackling email that uh, relate to bullet journaling? Well, um, I guess I can only talk about how I use Bullet Journal in my own life as somebody who's spent most of their career designing digital products. For me, the Bullet Journal predominantly throughout the day works as a capturing device, right? It just allows me to capture my thoughts and codify them on paper. So if I have to email somebody or I have to do anything, it goes on the paper first. And then once I have that list, once I have an inventory of all the things that need to be done and addressed, then I prioritize, then I go into the tools, right? In the digital tools, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I can only speak from my own experience. The problem with email for me is that most of us don't have inbox zero. Uh, there are just so many different things at different states and it's very hard to prioritize them. So what I try to do is I try to create priority before I go into email, like what needs to be done today, generally speaking. And then I kind of, I, I tackle my inbox 
in that regard. So I go in with a priority and I don't let the email itself set my priority. If that's, if that makes sense. Right. I feel like if we go somewhere and we just show up then everything's a priority and all of a sudden we fall behind and we don't know where to begin. And then you, then you don't email at all, you know? So for me, it's, it's, I use my bullet journal to set my priority before I get to work. Yeah, wherever that work may be. That's it. Yeah. And, um, a little bit more, we do ask uh, a lot of guests here about the morning routine because uh, a lot of people find it helpful for their own morning routine. Do you have a, a set morning routine or are you more of an evening person? Um, I do have a morning routine and for me, my morning routine is designed for me not to have to think about my morning routine, right? Like I just, I put it in place and then I just operate under that. I change my morning routine. I change pretty much most of my behavior every couple of months to see what works. But for me, the first thing I do is I, I bullet journal. So essentially I go through my pages and see what tasks remain open. Anything that's bubbled up overnight, I always wake up with like a head full of ideas and thoughts and everything. So, and then, and that can be a problem, right? Cause you have like all these ideas and you don't know where to go and what to do first and that. So I empty my head out on paper, then I meditate, then I usually go to the gym and then I get to work. So I kind of take care of myself before I, you know, start taking get, care of the other things yeah, out get, of the world. That's it. Get deep in the, the, the work side of stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, I quite like your approach. Uh, is, is it sort of related to what you talk about a lot? You talk a lot about intentionalism. Uh, you think obviously everything's intentional, right? In your sort of day, how do you, how do you go about like sort of growing that process? Well, first of all, it's a lot of work, but I feel like it's worth the time. So mm -hmm. I, I think the way to think about intentionality is to think about time first, right? I would argue that you can't make time. You can only take time or time can only be taken, I would say. So that happens one of two ways. You either take the time for yourself or it will be taken from you. So for me, bullet journaling is about taking the time for yourself to understand what matters, what is valuable, what, what you feel provides some sense of purpose. And if you don't have that, figuring out what that is for you, right? And once you understand those, so like that's the mindfulness aspect of bullet journaling. On the other hand, it's, you know, you have the productivity system. Here are all your tasks, your, your, your notes, your events, all these things you have to do. So for me, bullet journaling serves as a bridge that, that allows me to align my actions with my beliefs which is what I believe defines living an intentional life. It's not just about working harder. It's about understanding what the point of your work is and believing in what you're doing. And, and this is not about it, it making you happy or any of those things, but like, you know why you're doing this and you know what value it's adding. Right. I, I feel like it's easy for us to get caught up in just productivity, but mm. no matter like, no, I think what's important to realize, like, even if you're on the, if you're firing on all cylinders, it doesn't mean that you're headed in the right direction. And, and in my own experience, as, as a digital professional, I've worked on plenty of things 
that as soon as it's done, I'm just like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't care. And I feel like that's, that's the, that's the risk with paying too much attention to just being more productive. I think we have to pay more attention to what it is that we're working towards and why we're doing that and really having a clear understanding of our motivations. And once you, once you align the things that you believe in with your actions, things you start working smarter and harder because you know, you, you really have the purpose to keep you motivated over time. Brilliant. And, uh, for those who are listening along and, and want to get their hands on the new book, uh, everyone should head towards Amazon, right? Yep. Awesome. Brilliant. And uh, it's out on the 23rd of October, uh, 2018. Uh, it's called the, the Bullet Journal Method. Uh, right here, how do you uh, sort of, where do, where do you see the book uh, sort of rolling into? Do, do you want it to be, well, hope, I hope you want it everywhere, right? <laughs> I would like to make it as widely available as possible. Uh, Ryder, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, it was really great to hear all of your insights and thoughts. Uh, is there any other places that people want to visit to find more about yourself? I think um, if you're interested in Bullet Journal, you can go to bulletjournal.com. And, uh, also at Bullet Journal on most social networks. So guys, we're back. Um, And to wrap things up, we're going to just briefly chat about Google and where that's going. Now, for those who really liked this futuristic conversation, I'm probably going to coordinate a futuristic conversation uh, at the end of this month, at the end of November on the Keep Productive YouTube channel. If you're brand new to it, go and subscribe. Just type in Keep Productive. You'll find us there on the channel if you're probably watching it, if you're watching the video version. Um, And I'm going to be talking specifically about the future of AI and machine learning in the productivity software space. So if you're proper into that, it's probably a a place to stop off. So we're gonna showcase a few softwares and things that are really making waves in the space in terms of where it's heading. So final conversation, we were chatting the other day when we were bowling, we were talking about Google Docs and how amazing it truly was and when it came out, how much of an impact it made, the, the fact that you could real time collaborate with other people. And Robin mentioned the fact that why haven't they made some sort of desktop or office-based experience so that you can basically just like download Google Docs or Google Drive, the collective, and have it offline on your desktop. Obviously, you've got some plugins and stuff like that. But in terms of like having it as this suite of apps that isn't G Suite, but is like a personal experience. Um, And I said, I don't think the only way they're going to do sort of leapfrog other people is if they made something like Notion, an experimental thing, if they made something like Notion, like a modular productivity software that combines docs, slides, and PowerPoint and sheets, um, not PowerPoint, sheets and pa- and, and slides, sheets and slides. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, and they basically took all of those and combined it into one, as well as had some of the functional features um, of Keep, they almost blended everything into one as an experimental thing, but then they weaved AI into it and using Google's efforts in that space. That's where I think they could completely reinvent the space again. As I was mentioning at the start, that might be about four years away, but if that were to happen, they would completely 
not dominate the space, but reinvent the way we're thinking about modular productivity software like Notion, like Airtable, like Monday.com to some extent, partially Zenkit. I think that's where Google could be going. But really, again, I'm not sure because it feels like they've sort of left Google Docs to do it themselves. And the likes of Coda is a great experience for that. But in order for them to really dominate and leapfrog everyone, they might even have to do that. Anyway, we're going to have a deeper conversation into that in that specific video. So if you want to uh, enjoy that video, I'm sure it'll be up by the, maybe by the time you put, the, no, no, it won't be. Maybe in like two weeks time, but it'd be great to have you and some of your comments as well. See if you can challenge me in terms of uh, how I'm thinking about the future of productivity software. Because again, uh, I, I'm just spitballing here from some of the stuff I'm seeing in the space, but it's all very interesting. Anyway, guys, I really do hope you enjoyed this episode of the Tools They Use podcast. If you are a brand new subscriber, it's great to have you. Um, if you grab a spare moment, please do review us on iTunes. Uh, you can review it whatever you like, um, but just leave some great feedback so that we can take it away. And we'll be reading some out in future episodes because obviously it's going to be weekly now. So I'm really excited. Um, so if you are brand new, please do uh, review us. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming on today. And I hope that you have a fantastic rest of the day. Cheers, guys.